Good to see you guys in the bright cloud of the Holy Spirit love. We declare a love war upon your unbelief today. Hallelujah. And we know we're going to win because the throne of grace is more powerful than unbelief. Isn't that awesome? Sit at my right hand until I make all your enemies a footstool for your feet. The only enemy in the Bible that will cause you to perish is unbelief. If you have faith getting authored and perfected, you'll always have a brighter anointing in your heart and a brighter glory through your brain. Glory is the smoke of the burning of the anointing oil. Now we taught on that last year extensively. If you want to get the 2018 Glory School, it's free 50 at redlettermen.com. Again, I'll say free 50, everything. And we got downloads right now in the RLM Facebook group that you can't get anywhere. We had uh, multiplication of the drip time during worship today, went through the whole experience. And there's a really an emphasis on faith getting authored and perfected and how little you actually need of God to have your whole life perfected perfectly. You know? And we're just like, oh, I need thousands of gallons. And it's like you need a microscopic, invisible drop just with a little tiny, the smallest angel of heaven and to come just put it right in your cheek. And you're done. You're fried forever. It's not that you need a lot. It's that you need faith for who he is. Now, if you have great faith, I mean... We're talking the smallest drop will sustain you for eternity. Oh yeah, the smallest drop. So what you need is your faith authored, and you need to see and experience and have it demonstrated before your eyes that there is so much more faith available for us to walk in so much more freedom and abundant life and glory and dimension upon dimension of goodness and prosperity and, and healing. <laughs> and unless we demonstrate it, no one will believe it's even available. You know, so that's what this company is called to do. You're called to be a lamp. Like Gideon's 300, they know how to drink. Just a little tiny, little tiny teacup. And like, oh, and getting jacked up and just one drop. Because people are such unbelievers everywhere they think they need a lot but they just need a little <laughs> it's not that the substance isn't there it's that your faith isn't there to activate it for you to encounter it in the natural dimension you know what I'm saying so when you're consistent in learning how to drink and you've been drinking a long time your faith is the faith of God for anything literally that's the new wine of the new covenant in Christ's blood and you drink it whenever you remember him until only your memories are him and of him and his experiences at the right hand of God are the only experiences that you remember because you remembered him and you drank it is written so you're getting your memories healed so that your memories aren't of being imprisoned in the natural dimension under the curse of the fall but your memories are in the glory dimension above the curse in the resurrection life. Okay? Crucified with Christ is perfectly taught by John, the elder of the elderly, in Revelation chapter 5, verse 6. 
Because you see people all over the place saying, crucified with Christ, I pick up my cross and follow him. And then there's like no fruitfulness in, in their womb, in their spirit. That ain't it. That's religion. Revelation 5-6 is being crucified with Christ. I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes. No, that's the seven spirits of God sent through the soul of Jesus into all the earth. Okay? God's sevenfold Holy Spirit. The seven spirits of God is the Holy Spirit. Now, He's the Lord, and He changes not. What's changing is the slaying of our souls by His seven horns and His seven eyes, and you're waking up to His omnipotence, His omnipresence, and His omniscience. Glory to God. <laughs> you're waking up. And you're waking up that it's free and it's abundant life. See, <clears throat> it's for freedom to say you're free. When Christ brought the gospel... His number one priority in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was to set the captives free. He preached the gospel, he raised the dead, he drove out demons, and he cleansed lepers. Amen? Amen. Sound doctrine, bro. But you, it's all for them to have freedom on earth. Without freedom, do you understand you're not experiencing the gospel? Some of you are bound up with demons in your brain so bad right now that you're just manifesting like a snake pit on me. But you're under my feet, so you can't touch me. I'm just dripping and dropping on you because your spirit's actually curious as to what's this thing about what's well, the gospel of glory, of the happy God. First Timothy 1.11 in the emphasis says, the gospel is the glory of the happy God. The gospel is the glory of the happy God. It's the glory. Without the glory and without the happiness, you have never heard the gospel. There's no gospel without glory because there's no experience of the word. It's just a dead letter that kills. Most of your Christianity, and I mean the vast majority of it, 95% at least for the last 2,000 years, has not been the gospel of the glory. It hasn't really been the gospel. It's been ideas and theologies like Gamaliel about the gospel. So almost all of us are coming out of Gamaliel, the education of the carnal mind, into the experience of the resurrection one. The one who was raised from the dead. The one that has all the power, all the glory, all the dunamis, all the miracles. The one that's happy. You know, the happy God. You know, the joy of the Lord's our strength, not our weakness. People come in and they mock the joy of the Lord, but the, the greater your joy, the greater your power and strength and dunamis. I mean, that's the, that's the crystally C4 of miracle-working power, what we just encountered for the last hour. That's the strength of the Almighty. Okay? People think, oh, it's a fringe side dish, it's a little weird. That's the strength of God the Father. And they're making fun of God the Father. They're making fun of God the Father's ways, God the Father's thoughts. They're actually committing blasphemy as they're attacking the Father's characteristics in the sons as we're ministering here at Red Letter Ministries. Every single day of broadcasting for 10 years, we've had blasphemers come on here and blaspheme God the Father. It's not that they're blaspheming the Holy Spirit because they're clueless 
and they're lost in darkness, they're sinners, but they don't understand the glory dimension, so they begin attacking it out of their sinful, unrenewed nature in darkness and unbelief, in the serpent in the garden, in the curse. That's what the lost are. They're in a, the realm of their mind is locked in the natural dimension, and they're all beat up, and they're all a bunch of losers. It's true. There's not one winner amongst them all. They're the dead, and we're the living. It's true. But we love them, and we want them to become the living. That's why we preach the gospel. Amen? And it's okay to make fun of the realm of the dead, because it's stupid. I mean, I make fun of myself of all the dumb stuff I did when I was dead. You'll make fun of yourself after you get over yourself and get into himself and get raised from the realm of the dead of it being about you and you making it about him. See, the more those seven horns and those seven eyes are slaying your souls, the less consciousness of self you have until there's no awareness of you and only an awareness of the seven spirits of God burning through you as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's the, that's the new covenant. Now, not everyone's in the same degree of experiencing the new covenant. In fact, most people have no idea what I'm talking about today. But there are people here that have actually been desiring the things of the Spirit of God and the things of the Spirit of glory and the higher ways of God and the higher thoughts of God and they're actually willing to let go of all of their idolatry in their hearts that have kept them locked in the natural dimension, chiefly serving money and not Christ, out of fear, out of unbelief. When a person serves the golden image of Babylon the Great, or the golden calf of Nebuchadnezzar, they're actually bowing to the god of this world. They're bowing to the pyramid on their one dollar bill. They're bowing to Babylon the Great. They're saying yes to the spirit of Babylon. But if you say no to that spirit of Babylon long enough, enough and yes to the spirit of burning, and are thrown in the fiery furnace like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you begin to burn with the fourth man. That's the fiery furnace of affection and not affliction. It's affection. It's the secret stairway of the heart, intimacy with your bridegroom king, and you're growing in agape. How many of y'all know that they were the most blessed people in Babylon? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace. And they turned it up seven times hotter, and it killed the guards. <laughs> How many of y'all know that turning it up seven times hotter is a good thing? And it will kill the guards, the prison guards, the familiar spirits that have locked you in the natural dimension so that you are only controlled by the world and not by the kingdom of heaven within you. So that's my prayer for all of your spirits today. That we turn up the glory and the fire and the burning and the love and the favor. Favor is burning fire. Prosperity and healing is burning fire, white fire. Turn it up in your bellies seven times hotter. <laughs> seven times hotter. Just say, turn it up in me seven times hotter. White fire. Throne room fire. Throne room grace. You'll begin to learn the ways of the cherubim. They're available today. If it's written in the Bible, it's for you. Even in the Old Testament, they knew about the ways of the cherubim. They knew about the ways of the seraphim. It was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the book of Revelation, we're learning the ways of the living creatures. We're learning the ways of the 24 elders. This is not for when you die and go to heaven. This is for heaven on earth. Matthew chapter 6. The whole point of practicing the presence of God, which is true supernatural prayer, is for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Well, we'll start in Revelation 20. 
verse 11, or 21, verse 11, there's no church in heaven. I see a manifest on that one all the time. You know, they'll be like, on earth as it is in heaven. And then you like quote the Bible and be like, well, we'll just don't talk about that part. It'll kick you out. Kick you out. I, I love messing with people because they're full of wrong ideas. They're full of fears that keep them trapped in little shelters like Peter, James, and John on the Mountain of Transfiguration. Let us build three shelters, one for Elijah, one for Moses, and one for Christ. And they didn't know what they were saying. In other words, they were clueless, babbling idiots in the religious realm of their unrenewed minds. They did not know what they were saying. Babbling idiots. They had no glory dimension experience. They didn't build on the solid rock. They hadn't even received the Spirit yet. They were speaking out of their carnal mind, and that's the carnal mind's reaction to the glory of God. Let's turn the drunken glory into a denomination. Let's start an apostolic network. Let me ordain some people and have a cult. Oh, I mean a denomination. Whoa, Holy Ghost. Burn it all to ashes. Let's start over. Kingdom of heaven on earth without churches. The only mention of churches in the book of Acts, and actually in the entire New Testament, was people's houses. But that was actually just for the discipleship of cities. If you study the New Testament in the spirit of truth, and you don't come with your ideas and your own opinions, and then apply it to the scriptures, but you just let the Holy Spirit teach you organically and naturally, supernaturally, without any preconceived notions of what it should look like, you'll begin to have the mind of Christ. It is our opinions added to the word why we have so grieved and resisted the Holy Spirit to not have the kingdom through our society. Because you're adding to the word. (laughs) You know what the Bible says about anyone that adds to the book of Revelation? He'll add those plagues to them that are written in there. And so you wonder why you're plagued? You wonder why you're afflicted? Because the word says when you twist the scriptures and add to the grace and the glorious freedom, those things come upon you because you are disobeying the word and putting your whole life in the enemy's camp, which is called spiritual Egypt, where our Lord was crucified. The place of the black box. You know, like the black box that the Orthodox Jews wear on their forehead? That's the religious box. He's breaking the religious box. Saturn's cube. The kingdom of hell breaks off your souls today. Let every one of you hatch in this great harvest of great grace and great glory. It's true. The only box that has ever existed from Satan and his angels is the box of religion. And you get a little glory, you get a little revelation, put a couple gemstones of truth in your belly, and you think you've arrived to something. Every day we go deeper. Every day we transfigure more. I mean, until there's no sickness and disease in the USA to start out with. You know what I'm saying? Until there's no crime in America. You know, and just put your nation out there too. I mean, we we got a long ways to go. It's not going to take a long time. It's just we have to undo what we think we know about God and let Him be Himself through our hearts and brains slain with the Lamb on the throne. And you in the Lamb on the throne by His seven burning torches that sacrifice you as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God today. Today is the day of your salvation. And salvation is a greater light, a greater glory. Salvation isn't a one-time Billy Graham crusade prayer. That ain't it. Okay? That ain't it. (laughs) 
Salvation is an ever-increasing glory. Soteria sozo means an ever-increasing salvation until you're healed and delivered at Jesus' level in the third heaven through your whole mind and through your whole flesh, bones, and blood and through your whole family and through your whole city even a thousand times more blessed than Obed-Edom. You know? How can I be more blessed than Obed Edom? I'm in a new covenant. The old covenant was better. I wish I lived back then. I wish I had the Ark of the Covenant in my house. I would have been blessed, healed, and prospered. And it's like, whoa. They just don't miss they don't even understand. They just miss it because they don't see Christ living in their bellies. They don't see how the new covenant was set up by God to be a perfect covenant, that you have the same exact plumbing of God the Father. The same plumbing that makes God, God, maker of heaven and earth, you are plumbed with and have the Holy Spirit working in you to get rid of all the disagreement. All the stuff in you that says no to God, that I know better than you, I'll take care of myself, I'll resist the Holy Spirit, I'll build sand castles in Babylon, I'll submit to whatever spirit I want. I could be lustful and show off my boobs and butt to everyone and be a prostitute in Babylon. You know, you see all of this stuff everywhere. It's like, that ain't going to get done. You're going to get seven times worse. You're going the path of destruction. Why does the path of destruction? After you find salvation, stay saved, which means stay in the light. Don't go back into the darkness of lust. Once you're delivered from pornography, once you're delivered from alcohol and drugs, once you're delivered from religion, don't go back into that lesser glory, back into that bondage. You'll get seven times worse. Stay in the light, grow in the light, grow in glory, grow in freedom, grow in favor, grow in prosperity, grow in the fruitfulness of your womb and your spiritual stomach until your tree covers your region and the leaves of your tree of life are the healing of everyone in your city. It's called Christianity. So kingdom Christianity is being restored by the manifesting sons of God today. You know, it's not some far out stuff. I mean, this is exactly what Paul and Bartimaeus walked in. This is exactly what Jesus Christ walked in. Nothing different about it. We're restoring first century real Christianity in the 21st century, and that's what causes Great Awakening. And you are coming out of the dark ages of religion. You're coming out of the black box. And people will come out to the measure that they're hungry and thirsty for righteousness and just are sick and tired of being sick and tired and beat up by themselves. And it's not even so much yourself beating you up and feeling condemned and shamed all the time. It's that black box on your forehead like the, like the Jews wear over in Israel. That black box is a religious box. That's Saturn's cube. That's Mount Sinai on your brain condemning you under the law of Moses. It's sorcery. It's witchcraft. It's true. He fulfilled the law. The veil's been torn. We live in the blood sacrifice of the Lamb. We don't practice Judaism. Judaism is sorcery. Hallelujah. It's actually Freemasonry. Truth in you. <laughs> so why do I got the Star Remphon? I mean the Star of David? Well, I'm redeeming all of it because I'm dissolving Saturn's cube and the religious box and all the kingdom of hell out of every spiritual stomach worldwide because I'm predestined for ordained to do that as the leader of Joel's army. Because we're attacking the enemy right where he needs to get hit in his root system, in his foundations. We're attacking the star Remphon. We're attacking all the works of the devil. We're uprooting the tree of the knowledge of good and evil from every spiritual stomach for the tree of life only to remain in the garden of our earth. And we're doing it by the priesthood of Melchizedek 
and we're learning how to be a better priest through what we suffer because there's always a higher way, there's always an easier way. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. We want the priesthood of Melchizedek, the ministry of Jesus Christ that's easy and light. Childlike, free, always increasing freedom, always increasing fruitfulness, and nothing else, no mixture. Amen? And it comes out of your belly with rivers and springs. Test the spirit, test the fruit, test the heart. I'm telling you guys, the greatest in the kingdom is like a child. Whoa, where does it say that in the Bible? Isaiah chapter 11, and a little child shall lead them. When it speaks of the lamb on the throne, it's not a sheep. It's not an adult sheep, it's a young lamb. You got to understand it because it's your childhood innocence getting restored from all your immorality. Only virgins live in the glory. You're having your virginity restored to you today by the Spirit of grace working through your bellies, uprooting all the lust out of your bellies. Girls don't want to be whores. Boys don't want to be whores. Some of them do, but I'm telling you, the end result's death, and you feel disgusting, filthy, and empty every time when you sleep with a different partner and practice sexual morality. There's no life in it. It's total death. It will pull you into hell. It will demonize you. It will absolutely destroy your life. It's all a lie. There is no pleasure in the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. There isn't. That little hit you get initially is gone within seconds, and you're left with death and demon possession. It's true. So it's time for all of that foolishness to be burned out of our spiritual stomachs and to be filled with the holiness and the virginity of Jesus Christ. He's still a virgin, you know, 33 years old. God. The Messiah is God himself, and he is a virgin at 33 years old. King of kings and Lord of lords is a virgin. And only those that are virgins overcome the world. It is written in the book of Revelation. If anyone does not have their virgin innocence restored through their bellies, they have not overcome anything and are still subject to the evil one and the temptations of lust. It's available today if you can receive it by faith. Hallelujah. It's a gift. It's not something you do. It's not some forced upon you religious thing of a black box of Saturn on your forehead. This ain't Judaism. This ain't the law. It's the birthing of the Lord Jesus by believing in Christ in you, the realization of the glory. And Christ's own virginity, Christ's own innocence, Christ's own purity is manifesting through you all the time. You want, a, you want that in your marriage. I mean, I'm not talking about abstinence in marriage. I'm talking about complete and perfect holiness of the gift of Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, in both your bellies, so that you're walking this earth like God and not like a dung heap of flesh. Because that's who you really are. You are kings and queens of heavenly Jerusalem. And this is how you'll begin to act like it and have the power to manifest it so that everyone around you can feel it and believe it and repent and believe in Jesus Christ by your demonstration. Amen? It's all in there. These words will activate it if you believe it. We want you guys to walk in tremendous holiness. The holiness of Jesus is the greatest glory. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the bright cloud that we live in, we move in and have our being in and upon. 
and the bright cloud of Holy Spirit purity and the bright cloud of Holy Spirit white dove innocence is what carries us everywhere we go. And it's what purifies all flesh from all unrighteousness and washes all flesh crystal clear worldwide in this great awakening. A people that are so pure in Jesus Christ through their spirits and through their minds and so yielded to become the temples of the Holy Spirit bright cloud that we purify the nations from all unrighteousness. Amen? Or there's no temptation of anything online. I mean, it's just not there because you're so possessed with the Holy Spirit and you've had so much experience in life that you know there's, it's all inferior pleasure. You can see all the temptations of the evil one and it's just stupid stuff. It's really dumb. It's very low level. It's serpent activity, dust of the earth activity, and we stay in the high glory activity. We stay in the highway of holiness. We're above the snake line. We're above the curse. We're blessed. We're healed. We're holy. We're raising the dead. We're healing the sick. We're driving out demons. We're inviting everyone to the marriage supper of the Lamb to get whacked in the glory, to get their drip on to get their angel on, to get happy on the Holy Ghost, to get completely set free from the curse, because it's been fully available for 2,000 years. We're just the people that were wild enough to believe the Bible and to manifest what is written in the Scriptures. For this is how normal Christianity was in the first century. This ain't that far out. It's just we're that far down under Jezebel and Elijah is raising a standard to massacre all the unbelief in everyone's souls worldwide. Amen? And we're winning, you guys. The living will always win against the dead. And this winning will continue to increase as your faith in the Lord Jesus in you increases. By believing in Christ in you, your anointing increases and your glory, the smoke of the burning anointing oil in your heart, which is the glory, the glory increases. And your brains become white stones with a new name on it, a new personality, a glorified personality. And you get happier than ever before. When I went into Teen Challenge, I was incredibly introverted. Didn't talk a lot, didn't have much of a personality. And every day since I've been born again, I've been getting my personality more and more glorified. So it's just the total freedom and abundant life of the Lamb on the throne. Your personality changes as you go from glory to glory. Because you're just hiding in there like a hermit crab and your spirit needs to get fed the grace of the Lord Jesus to get bold enough to overcome your familiar spirits so you just overcome all the temptations of the evil one and everything that holds you in a black box in your life and you just break free and you can be your glorified self. Ever increased in glory through your personality. Let the fruits of the Spirit shine through all your souls. Shine through all your minds and transform you into the exact likeness of the heavenly kind creatures of the throne room of Almighty God. Amen? You are like the living creatures because the Bible says they're around your head. Four living creatures. Your best friends. The lion, the eagle, the ox, and the man. It's true. Like the cherubim and the seraphim flying around your head. So that you're only heavenly all the time because you believe in Jesus, that where He is in heaven, so you are on earth manifesting that glory dimension. (laughs) As He is in heaven, so are you on this earth. Which means those living creatures Jesus is experiencing, you are experiencing right now through your souls. And the unbelief comes off your brains, which is just darkness and death and sorcery and witchcraft and all the realm of the black box of Mount Sinai 
burns off your souls today and you experience throne room grace and glory today and forevermore in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I thank you father for setting everyone free and everyone walking in a greater degree of freedom and a greater degree of love and a greater degree of prosperity by the grace of this message imparted directly into their spiritual stomachs and bearing the fruit of it a thousandfold after the order of Melchizedek in the name of Jesus Christ. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redletterman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory.